What's up, guys? It's time to go Behind the Bum. What's up, guys? Welcome to this episode of Behind the Bum. Um, this episode, I wanted to invite a friend on. His name's Sebastian, and he goes by the nickname Bash, or at least I call him Bash because I thought that was his name due to his Instagram. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> hi, Bash. Hey, how are you? It's How's so great to, Yeah, it's so great to just not wake up to naked pictures of you and, like, see your face, you know? Well, so great? Don't you enjoy them? <laughs> <laughs> I do have a face. I'm fully clothed. So. Yes, I know. This is almost like we're in a business interview right now. It is. Yeah, kind of, right? It's like, hmm, okay, I'm missing my tie here. Do you feel intimidated? Uh, by you? Oh, no, bitch. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, so one of the reasons I want to invite Bash on is because we're two people who have never met. Um, both come from very different backgrounds live in different places in the world but you and i've been talking back and forth and like we always have random random deep convos and i'm like bitch i don't even know you (laughs) but like (laughs) but we are connected by a by i i think we in in the lgbtq plus 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 community we're all connected by some kind some kind of just life that we have been through you know and it's like yeah we, we live through the same problems and through the same issues and through the same nice things too i mean yes it's it's just it's just a, co- a commonality between us all i, so, I agree with you my well, one of the reasons i wanted to invite bash on is because one of the things we were talking about is like with the holidays approaching and like i feel like every gay man that i've been surrounded by with in new york and Bash, obviously, you live, you lived in many different cities. So, like, I'll I'll let you explain that in a second. But basically, talking about how gay men leave their hometowns in search of blank, and is that are you running from your family? Are you running from yourself? How do you find yourself? And so, these are like some deep conversations Bash and I were having in the DMs. That I was like, we should probably just record this because it's going to be relatable to somebody. Yeah. So, Bash, why don't we just start with you? Why don't you give everybody like a little background about like who you are? Sure, sure. I mean, my real name, as you said, is Sebastian, not Bash. So if you do write to me, please call me Sebastian. Uh, but then, if you look him up on Instagram, it's Bash. Oh, well, yeah. But, but the, the, yeah, the bot is Bash, but the people, the person behind it is Sebastian, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I was born and raised in Peru. My family is Greek. Italian and German. Uh, so I had a lot of backgrounds already being born there to the family. Um, I was raised in Peru and Peru is kind of a difficult country to live in if you don't think like they do. And, and I didn't. Uh, I, I was raised, I, I went to the German school, so I was raised by Germans all of my life. Uh, so I kind of always was an outsider in my own country, even in my own family. I mean, my family, as I said, Peruvian, Greek, Italian, very Latin, very uh, Mediterranean, you know, and I was like really German. Is Uh, that considered Catholic? It is Catholic. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we are at 90 something percent of Peruvian population is Catholic. So, um, and I mean, I had a hard time, uh, 
not accepting me because I, I never denied myself, but um, kind of really talking about my things when I was in Peru, when I moved to the, U to the US, because I moved when I was 17, um, and I spent some years there, because I had moved away from my family, I could kind of create a new self for myself. And in that new self, there was this new truth, which was being gay. Yeah. And then I like kind of um, had the courage to talk to my family back in Peru about this new self that included me being gay. So it was, they were super supportive. Everyone has been supportive. Like I haven't, I have, I haven't had any kind of issues with my family, but still it was kind of hard. And I, I don't know if I had to get out of this. Um, uh, how, how would I put it? It's like a background that always stays with you, you know? And, and as long as you have this background, this like big bag of memories and of expectations from your family, your countrymen, your everyone surrounding you, you cannot really create the true self that you have wanted to create your whole life. No, you have to like kind of get rid of it before you actually can um, come, come to terms to who you really are. Well, I got to tell you, like I'm from upstate New York. I've talked about it on here before. I'm from Syracuse mm -hmm. and like my family was super supportive. But when you grow up somewhere that is so not diverse in the Anti, aspect, yeah, yeah, right. it's like you have to leave. Like you have nobody to like show you the ropes, nowhere to like, I mean, I hate using the term gay culture because like, you know, there's toxic parts and there's good parts, and of course. Lots of it. And I was, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about it later. Yeah. But I feel like you need to experience that because you can only understand so much if you don't experience it. You know what I mean? Like you and I could talk all day, but if you've never experienced like, I don't know, just something as simple as like going to a bar and hooking up with somebody and just seeing a whole bunch of gay men in a building dancing, like where I came from, that was not a thing. I heard the word faggot 47 times a day. Like that was fine, but I was like, I cannot stay here if I'm going to figure out who I'm supposed to be. Right. So by leaving, it gave me this like freedom to really like, I don't know, just like expand my horizons and like not really care who was watching me because I mean, my mom's like a first grade Catholic school teacher. And so I always felt like even if I was like drunk in a bar, somebody would like approach and be like, oh, my God, your mom taught me in first grade. And I'm like, right, exactly. Oh. That, it, that's the, yeah, that's the background I was talking about. I mean, this is something that you have to get rid of in order to continue moving forward. I mean, yeah. And you're stuck. You are. You are kind of stuck. But I was I was um, just I mean, we talked about the happiness and that you, you were just like, I think I in my case, I. I was so um, far removed from, from this Peruvian culture I was, I was raised into that I wanted to leave to discover things, as you said. However, I didn't know what I really wanted. You know, I was just like, I need to get out of this, but I don't know what I want. And I was like, always like criticizing that culture and this culture and the American culture and now the French culture. I mean, you know, it's always criticism because you're seeing the, the, the things that are not working 
outside of yourself. And actually, the only common denominator in all of these situations is you. So at the end, you're actually only running from yourself. You're running from this person that you have been kind of, you have grown into or you have been raised to be, but you don't know where you're actually going. You know, you, you, we really have to know ourselves in order to know what our happiness, our individual happiness means. And also to see that maybe actually we have to heal before we actually go and look for something that is outside. The happiness, you will find it anywhere in the world as long as you're at peace with yourself. And Sebastian, did you ever think you got like super caught up in like, I don't want to use the term too gay, but I can say that when I first moved to New York, I just like dove right in. I was like, oh, this is what gay people do. Like I should wear a jock strap to the club. Oh, I should, I should let a guy finger me in a bar because this is what gay people do. Like, this is cool. Yes. Yes. And And so you just like dive so deep and you're like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) like this is not and i I think i told you in the dms that uh i've been in therapy for a couple for longer than a year now and i've actually learned that all of these things that we learn from this like quote unquote um gay culture are things that we're looking but we don't have any references actually to to copy and the only reference that we have is this thing that every gay man is doing. And it, it might not be the best thing, you know, it's uh, not, not judging. I mean, yeah. whoever does it, I don't care, but it might not be the right thing for everyone. I mean, I still don't understand why we all go to the same destination, for example, for vacation, or I don't know why we all want to be together all the time. You know, Th- these are things that I have learned in therapy that don't really fit who my my own individual happiness that is so, a good question I, why do they been, all need to go to the same place for vacation i no clue i will i'll say this have i done the mykonos trip and would i go back in two seconds yes <laughs> and why do i want to go back i feel like In that particular situation, I met the coolest people from like around the world, like people from France, people from Spain, like some Australians were there. Like it was just so cool to like be in that setting and like bubble of just ourselves. And of course, like, you know, everyone has their poison and some people choose to go all out and they want to do fucking G and ketamine and whatever else. Like I'm cool with just the tequila soda and like hanging out and talking shit. But it is cool, I think, to have these places that you know a whole bunch of gay men are going to go to, that you can all just like hang out and talk with each other. It's more like get out of it what you want, as opposed to feeling forced to be like the bottom prostitute who gets railed by 17. Only going to be surrounded by people with the same, I, I don't want to call it like with the same issues, you know, because we have all been through the same issues. We cannot actually look outside of this bubble that you, this is what I, I mean, we're just seeing our mirror image, actually. We're comparing ourselves to these people, but these people have actually the same issues as we do. 
So of course it's going to be cool. Of course it's going to be, yeah, oh yeah, I can identify with you, you know, but we're not getting out of it. We're not doing the objective thing. We're ju just staying in this objectivity of, of the whole, oh, okay, yeah, okay. We do the same things. We have been through the same. Yeah, we go to the same places. I'm like, uh, sure, okay. Wait, that's hey. actually so interesting when you word it like that. So you're basically saying that like, all of us with the same mental illness are just surrounding ourselves with each other. We are, we, we are. are not is, for example, this is something that I've come to, to, to realize that before therapy, I was, I had friendships that were exactly the things that I was actually having issues with. I was looking for my issues in other people because we're kind of addicted to what we have been used to our whole lives. Yeah, I mean, we surround ourselves around, what's that term, like misery's company? Like you surround yourself around, and I'm not saying gay people are miserable by any means, no, but I'm saying no, that I'm not. you surround yourself around the similar mindset people. Right, right. And for example, I, I, I've come to realize that I've lost a lot of friends in, in, like, in, in the past year or so, but I've consolidated you equate that to COVID or because of your therapy though no because of therapy I mean COVID hasn't I mean I was COVID for example helped me realize that my real friends might not be right here with me that they might be in England for example I have some my best friends are in England and they were there they're not gay I mean it's a couple but it's they're, it's not a gay couple and they were there and they they're the the healthiest people that I know in their minds and in their and I was like oh my god I mean this is what really what I was really looking for this this peace you know and not this yeah. anxiety that the gay world may cause me you know no, this I totally hear you because I think my wake-up call was during COVID and I think I was so caught up in like trying to make money and like everything else and obviously like i'm always still trying to make money now because i'm always... all doing the same thing Gabe. yeah but like i'm saying like i'm always searching for it because i don't have a nine to five should i get a nine to five job maybe one day i should but like i don't need that right now so like i'm not going to get one oh, so it's like yes. <laughs> yes so i feel like i feel like when i'm sitting here and i'm like okay, like I'm so caught up and obviously like I run this account. So it's very gay oriented and it's always like gay, 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 whole, 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 dick, dick, dick. And it's like constant gay. And so before COVID, that's what I was so caught up in. And so COVID was, when I look back on it, it was like a nice halt for me because I could just like sit back and be like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I'm not going to be 35, still like promoting a club being like, like, I don't even like to drink all the time, but I get this. Oh my God, my, my liver is so like, it's in strike, you know, like, no, no, no. I know, but people think like, oh my God, Jeff is so crazy. I cannot go out with you tonight. I'm like, dude, like I have not been out in five days. Like this is just my night to play. But I get this image that I'm so wild. And I don't know. I think COVID taught me to just like take a step back and my crew of like 80 gay people that would all be nuts to butts in this apartment, shirtless, drinking, pre-gaming, trash each other's apartments, we would go out. It was a nice halt. And now I'm just like down to like eight really close friends that we do That's like cute dinners. And I don't need all this bullshit. And I think, and I think what we're doing as gay men and maybe, I don't know, gay women too. I mean, 
we're escaping this confrontation with ourselves by going out by, and by drinking and by even by having sex, you know, this is like, I don't want to look into my inside of me. So I actually do things in order not to analyze why I'm doing these things. And I like recently had a very, very deep conversation with my therapist and the sexual behavior that I have personally was related to some sad things. So, you know, it, it's, you really have to know why you're doing things. And I think when that's clear to you, you can do whatever you want. I mean, you can be as sexual as you want. You can bring, like you can get high, whatever you want. But as long as you're conscious and aware of why you're doing these things. I mean, I'll jump the gun. I'll say, I'm assuming it's because people are trying to fit in or feel involved or feel in the scene. It might be for some people, but I, I truly believe that we're all escaping from something that we haven't worked through. And the way, the easiest way for people that live in the cities, for example, is to go out and compare ourselves, compare miser misery to, to others, or actually not think about it and have sex because the, the sex or the drugs or the, or the like little drink there is a little bit of joy, a little bit of happiness, a little bit of this nice thing that we all want in life but then and and you can ask like all of your followers actually after this one net stand after this getting high after the how many times have you felt empty well the amount of times i've came on someone i'm just like mm, that wasn't worth it you know and, this, this, and, and then you go back and say okay why did i actually do it i mean what was i hiding from something was I really doing it to like, I usually don't even self-analyze because I'm just like, okay, like I'm the kind of person that just like brushes things off that I'm like, okay, well, let's not dive too deep into this. I'm good. But you know, but I, I am, for example, I'm like, I'm really like, like go, 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 go. And then I realize things and then I, I continue. I mean, if you look at my account, I mean, it's very, it's not, I mean, extremely sexual, but it's very sexual oriented, you know, it's like, uh, but I'm not like that because I know why I'm doing it. I know. Um, so why are you doing it? Because I, I know I, I, I lack self-confidence and I, I, I know that other people lack self-confidence and this is a way of kind of pumping myself up a little bit. Uh, I that mean, was the realest statement I've ever heard, baby. But I mean, it's me, it's Sebastian, it's not Bash. You know, Bash is, is the, the, the character I've created for Instagram. And it's great to have a character like that. I mean, it's a great to have an over-sexualized character. Great. I mean, it's a part of myself. It is a real part of myself. I mean, Sebastian, Bash is inside Sebastian and he lives. He has a very active life. But, <laughs> but it's not all of it, you know? It's, it's, yeah. it, it's just a part of me. And I think what I what I I'm starting to try to do actually it's like to let people know that it's not actually just the profile that you look and that you see that is the real person. You know, it's like we, well, you want to know one of the cool things I was I was in Puerto Rico like a week or two ago, and one of the things we were talking about is I feel like there's two waves of social media. And I feel like the first wave, it was very like, ooh, glitz, glam, look at my life, pose, suck in, picture oriented. 
And I feel like now everybody's moving more towards like funny videos in a way that it's less, it's less about posing and Photoshop. Of course, that's still an aspect and we all do it. However, I think it's more moving towards like video content, which I hope makes for a more healthier experience on social media, as opposed to the image. It will depend on us. I mean, I repeat, if you if we are not happy with who we are, we will not find happiness anywhere, even yeah. in the videos. You know, the, I mean, if if we are okay with who we are, if we are okay in 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 ourselves, in our bodies, in our own little rooms, houses, studios, whatever wherever you are, then everything will be right. Even like, and and we will actually it will be reflected on the social media that we upload on the on the pictures that we upload on, on social media or on the videos that we upload well because- i feel like for myself i don't know if anybody knows this obviously the bum is the bum it's always going to stay the bum but on my yeah. personal page i feel like i've been trying to focus more on like my actual personality more as opposed to just being like bald. you've done it bitch yes like I've a lot done. of people to like like okay we obviously this is the first time we've ever talked on a video chat but we've known each other for a while like do you think knowing me the past 30 minutes is this what you expected me to be or am i I was expecting a very bubbly personality of you and very i i mean even if i know that we treat each other as like with bitch and 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 stuff (laughs) that's just how i talk to be honest i know i know and i know and you know at the beginning i was like what and then I, i understood and then i understood the game and i was like okay now this is cool this is cool that we have we're actually like trying to own this word that has caused like some kind of uh, <laughs> so <laughs> so but yeah i was expecting you to be like this exactly i i, I actually it's like a deja vu it's like something that i've already or deja vécu uh, something that i've already lived you know it's like i think I know you. I mean, how? I don't know. I mean, DMs can be so mischieving, but yeah. Well, but, that's good to know. Thanks. Yeah, it's great. Um, okay. So Sebastian, people submitted questions and then you and I are going to answer these. So sure. I'll, I'll ask you first and then I'll give my response after. Perfect. Okay. Let's. So first one is when you go home for the holidays, does it ever bring you back to a negative place? It doesn't. It brings me to a nostalgic place that might be negative in some, um, I mean, at some point, but it doesn't. It doesn't give, it, because as I said, my, my family is a pretty healthy family uh, and, and I get the support and the, the, the smiles and the hugs that I need, you know? In, I mean, the, the greater environment, you know, the, the country, the society that I, that I go back into every time I go back for the holidays, I don't really um, interact with that. Yeah, I would say I kind of agree with you there. I, I think it's more of a mindset you have to go into going home to and with. Like, like I feel like when you go home and you go back to your home country, whatever the situation is and you do have a negative feeling towards it, I think you have to just look at it and be like, wow, how cool is it that I grew up here and like, look where I am today. Like, almost- and, don't, and don't give a shit about what other people, I mean, this is what we yeah. need. To, 
yeah. view it as like, wow, how fucking cool is this? Look how far I've come as a human, as opposed to like, like, why would you let something that's not your normal day to day? So I would not let mm. going home and that negative energy bother you view it more as like an accomplishment for your own self that you should be proud of. And, and if you're, if you're good, stable and good within yourself, then nothing outside will actually change the way you feel on the inside. It's like, it might bother you if other people like say things and make some comments, however, but you treat them objectively and you say, well, they grew up in this society. So, but I, I got to get out of this. I agree, babe. Yeah. Okay, the next one. How do you think someone should manage going home for the holidays when you have drama or ill will towards a family member? Well, you should not talk to them. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I have learned and applied this that it, it is not, it doesn't hurt actually to get people like, Pick people who you want to spend your time with, even yeah. if it's your family. I mean, even if it's your sibling or your dad, mom, or whoever it is, if the person is toxic for you, then you should avoid uh, spending time with them. I mean, it's, it's up to you to set the, the boundaries to protect yourself. Yeah, I'll say, I mean... Sebastian, we both come from big families. We've talked about this before. Oh, yeah. like, Very difficult to, to not be like in this. Yeah. yeah. And let me tell you, it is impossible to like 40, 50 people. You just can't. Like, no, no. And it's okay. Yeah. Like you're all going to think differently. Of course, it is super interesting to all come from such a similar place and turn out very different, think differently, have different drives to do whatever it might be. But like, I look at like some of my cousins, for example, and some of my cousins are like my closest friend, best friend, like I grew up with, but then I have other cousins from the same exact age. And like, I might, they're white trash. Like it's not, I cute. agree. It is like, I can't have a conversation with some of them. I feel like if I say something, I come off cunty that it's like, oh, my life is better than yours. We think very different politically. Like they are like the hardcore Trumpies who like have 17 guns and like their daughter looks like a not cute baby Yoda. Like it's just not for <laughs> <me>. <laughs> like I, I know this is so rude to say, but like, it's just, you learn when to open your mouth and when that's not to it. open your mouth. That's it. And I think that's all part of adulting. It is, it is. And, and a family, I mean, family, you have to keep your mouth shut. I mean, yeah, that's it. You have to decide when to talk and when it's actually beneficial to talk. I would, I would put it as beneficial, you know, for, for you. I mean, am I, am I actually, do you, do I actually have enough energy to, try to convince a person of this or that opinion, even if they're not going to actually listen to me. No. Next. Well, and the tough part is, is like, I don't care. Like once you're above like 21, you are who you are. Of course you could learn little things here or there, but like I could yell at you till you're blue in the face and like, you're not going to understand because we just think differently. That's it. So like I can't impose my opinions to an extent because some people 
will just never understand. And that's something that you have to just learn to like accept yourself when you see these people that in your family that you're like, I hate everything they post on social media. I can't stand when they speak in public. It's like, you know what? Remove yourself from the dining room and go sit with your grandma in the kitchen. Exactly. And if you're in Europe, have a smoke, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say yeah my yeah. family doesn't do that but yeah. i know i mean you, you live in america i live in paris now so yeah smoking is kind of the habitual thing to do when you don't have, want to spend time with other people can i tell you when i went to paris that was like the og of like outdoor seating obviously in new york we have a shit ton of outdoor seating in the cold now whatever else but until i went to paris before covid i never seen a place that gave no fucks and people were just sitting outside eating dinner and it's like freezing smoking oh yeah 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 Yeah, we have blankets and like like heating things yeah well yeah the french started the trend of outdoor dining yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) even in winter yeah even in winter um okay next question is how did you guys start talking openly with your family about things how I think I have never kept, well, I I think, yeah, I have kept one or two secrets from them. But when when I was a child, I kept like one or two secrets. But then after I came out uh, to my mom, because I never came out to my dad, it it wasn't necessary. I was just talking to my boyfriend and I I was telling him, I actually never told my dad that I was gay. I I just introduced my boyfriend to him. That was like, well. That's pretty cool though. You know, and I never talked to my uncles and aunts about it because my cousins did the work. So it was great. I did. So after that, after like in my 20s, it was like in my 20s, like 21, I think. uh, I have never kept a secret from them. I speak openly about everything because the, the more openly you speak, the less they will doubt you or doubt. The, the more normal it will become. There we go. So I always thought that like, as long as you present yourself happy, they can't like really say much because if you show a little bit of like self doubt and what you're translating, then you're opening yourself up to criticism from them. Then they'd be like, well, are you sure? Are you, is it like, just, you have to own it and go into it and you can't be apprehensive about it because then you're opening yourself up to criticism i found and you have to normalize whatever i mean you think i mean if you think that the things that you're doing are is not are not normal then your family will also think the same thing however yeah. if you normalize everything i mean i the the, com- the last conversation like not it wasn't a secret but it was something that i had to tell my mom just because it like was something part it, it was part of my life is my my take me taking prep you know and i was like so yeah i have to take my pill and she was like what what pill and i was like well prep you know i mean i and i actually educate her about prep so she was like, oh, when you think about it so i'm almost view it as if you want to be open with your family you have to understand that there might be a little pushback because you are educating so yeah, they're going to have questions. They're going to be confused because and you have to be open. 
Yeah, because they're not exposed to things the way we're exposed to things. So they don't understand. They don't know. So like, that's your job to teach them, I think. That's it. That's it. So actually no secrets. Even if I have ever caught anything, I have instantly called my dad and told him, hey, I caught this thing. You know, STDs and stuff. I mean, he might be the first one to know. Do you want to hear an embarrassing story? I like. Oh, go. Yeah, bitch. Go, go, go. Okay. We all want to hear that. No. So I hooked up with this guy and got like a horrible, horrible anal fissure, like horrible. And I had end up having to get stitches was the outcome. But regardless a bill i was like i'm not telling my parents this is so oh my god oh shit i was like fuck this like don't want them to know so then me being a dumb bitch forgot i was on my parents health insurance so the bill got sent home to my parents house and they're like jeff i was like what and they're like do you have something to to tell us i was like no what and they're like well are you okay i'm like yeah i'm like well we just got a bill were you in the hospital i was like fuck it me Uh, and so first off my parents didn't even know like i basically told them way more information than i needed to because i didn't know what was on the bill they just said i saw a doctor and so i apparently had a whole field day it's like well i had sex and i got (laughs) born inside and they're like we did not need to know all that we were just wondering if (laughs) you were okay you were okay. And so I just word bombed and shared way more information than they needed to. But yeah, so basically, if you're going to hide things from your parents, uh, make sure the bill doesn't go to their house. I mean, if you do have a, a healthy relationship with them, I mean, I wouldn't advise to hide anything because I mean, they, they are the ones who really want the best for, for you. So why hide it? I mean, they have their problems and maybe they want to be perfect in our eyes, but they're not. And we know that by now. So One let's not pretend that mind. we're the perfect children. You know, we, we also do the same things as they, as they do. I mean, they, they fuck. Yeah. And we fuck too. That's it. You know, it's, it's just, yeah. I mean, normalize everything, normalize all behaviors. And then everyone will treat them as normal behaviors. Well, you have to look at our parents' age group, though. It's like our grandparents were very, like, hush-hush about their life. So they were raised to, like, don't talk about money. Don't talk about this. Don't talk about that. Like, they kept things very secretive. So I feel like our generation of people comes through, and it's like we post breakfast, lunch, dinner, shitting, showering on social media, and our parents are slowly adjusting to it. But you have to guide them. You have to lead them. Yeah. And that's what we're doing by educating and by you telling them that you had your ass torn, you know? Yeah. I remember (laughs) my mom, the first thing she said was, she's like, was it by choice or by accident? I was like, well, if you're asking if I was raped, I was not raped, but I was like, by saying it was by choice, like obviously I did not want this to happen. So it wasn't by choice necessarily, bitch. Like, (laughs) but you know, it's just, I mean, I think we kind of underestimate parents and the, the, the way they see the world. I mean, yes, they were raised a certain way, but I think that the more we talk to them, the more they adapt to us as well. And I'll also say, I'll 
we'll wrap this up. I would say for anybody who's going home for holidays and I don't know whether it's a holiday or not, when you go back to your hometown, weddings, whatever it is, like go into it with like a funny mindset and just be like, dude, I cannot believe this is where I came from. And to be honest, I kind of like where I grew up because it gives me this like humble character and like a big city that like I think keeps me myself, which I like. It's like a very grounding thing that I have that I see a lot of people in New York actually end up losing and they turn like so entitled and they're just like cunts. And I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Like, so I would just go into holidays being like, enjoy it don't get super deep and think so far into something that gets said or something that bothers you or, and just hang out with the people you enjoy because I mean, I can only talk on my own behalf. I only go home like four times a year, fucking Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, a random wedding, whatever it is. So like, you don't go home that often. So just like, enjoy your time. And if you have to like internally laugh about it and make fun of it, because like, it truly is not that serious. You're only there for a couple of days and then you're going right back to your same life. Yeah, and I, I mean, just to, to add to what you said, I mean, I agree with everything you said, but this is just a way of protecting yourself. I mean, protecting this sacred thing that is your own life. And even if you um, feel that something is threatening this, this thing that you have created where you feel comfortable, then as you said, like treat it as if it was a joke or or don't even deal with it. I mean, just like protect yourself emotionally from everything that can kind of disturb whoever you are, you know? So I hope some of you got something out of this or you learned some weird facts about us. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, they have, oh, they have. <laughs> I will, I'll, we will get some DMs here, shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some will be great. Some will be very cringeworthy, of course. They, yeah, they will. Yeah, we're, we'll be expecting that. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the day when my DMs are more tasteful, but until that day comes. Oh, <laughs> well, for example, if I get a nasty DM or something that I don't like, I just erase it. I don't even care, you know? I mean, but there are people that are so rude, like not only, I mean, aggressive, but just rude in, in general, the, the, like the general uh, meaning of the word. I just, okay, whatever. I, I'm not even going to discuss or argue with you. I'm just going to delete yeah. whatever you posted or commented and I'll carry on with my life. Well, the ones that annoy me the most, honestly, are like, people will message me and be like, I just want to bend you over and fuck you and choke you. And I'm like- that, That's what I, I mean, I, I, I was saying like, this yeah. is not aggressive, but this is like, like I'm like, what do you want me to say back to that? Be like, cool. Uh, right, right. I I just delete those. I mean, yeah. or dick pics that without like my my actual wanting the dick pic, I'm I just like delete, 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 delete. I, if anyone sends me a picture that is not in my contacts, I will not open it. You know, I will just delete it instantly. See, I always look because I'm just a curious person. Like, you're no, I don't. I don't. How can I you mean, not look. I, I, no, no. I mean, I'll be honest. They never turn out good. Like, I should know. But that, but, uh, I mean, you should learn from that. Yeah. 
There you go. Listen, life's about growing, you know, we're uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> Experiencing things. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> okay, guys. Well, thank you for listening to this episode. If you want to follow Sebastian, his Instagram will be tagged in the bio of this podcast. And you can tune in next week for another episode of Behind the Bum.